0: Real men smell flowers. Real men write poetry. Fun. That's part of growing up. That's part of right. being a boy. That's part of like. Power through it to man up, I guess is like a great way to say it, right? right. Uh, to rephrase it, real men can get p- flower tattoos and feel great about it.
1: I'm good. I'm preparing to fly out of the country tomorrow so it's a bit chaotic there's Big stuff things. all over the place. yeah that's <laughs> exciting you're going on an adventure yeah there's bottles of olive oil on the bed there's <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your olive oil that's the most important books. Thing. i just bought some like real pure great olive oil that's super healthy so i i had to bring it oh. because it's expensive to import things into Norway where I'm going because you have to pay that and I'm just not going to deal with that. So I I just bought it ahead smart. of time. I'm going to forget my suitcase. <laughs> That's super smart. Where did you get it? What brand is it? Am I? I'm uh, so, looking for some good olive oil. Well, this is the best. I don't think there is a better verifiable brand than this because it's Brian Johnson's blueprint olive oil. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard him on a
0: podcast recently and I was like, I'm going to get this olive oil.
1: Yeah, so. I've a lot of research into Brian Johnson's whole project uh, of blueprint and i feel pretty confident that they're in a good direction and that there's like actual readings from their tests are, are on point so i trust mm-hmm. it and everything is verified within it the polyphenol counts are up there like it's it's sifted for heavy metals that's and, amazing you know, and it's gonna be good it's fresh it's less than six does it taste old. great too Imagine. i haven't tried it yet because i didn't oh, want to open it and put it in my suitcase open. but well, i'm really excited yeah, because it's supposed to have like a peppery taste. And I feel like I've never had that in olive oil. I feel like I've just been eating junk, but buying expensive ones that I thought were nice. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's so tricky. So I'm glad you found something that
0: seems legit. And if yeah. it is, and it tastes great, let me know. I'd definitely try some. But if you have your olive oil, that's like the most prized possession, obviously. But like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're packing for like, I'm actually curious, just real quick. How does that look like in terms of moving from going to like Norway? For extended periods of time how many
1: clothes do you have like are you packing lightly what does that look like oh yeah we'll we'll have to do a separate episode on this okay that's fine because i've spent 10 years like crafting this (laughs) that's what i figured let's do a whole episode on that just it just piqued my curiosity but we can we can move forward if you don't want to chat too deeply about it yeah basically like i have all of my possessions more or less with me and the only reason that i am ever above a single carry-on suitcase is just for hobbies And I like having my hobby stuff with me, but I like switch between hobbies. So my whole life always fits within this one carry-on in a backpack. And then everything else further is hobbies and tools. (laughs) What carry-on do you use? I'm assuming it's
0: not polycarbonate.
1: It's aluminum. It's the... Away, aluminum. It's like a five hundred and fifty dollars suitcase, but I'm I've looking for it. one. So used I'm. It for yeah. They make a black version of this, and it's so amazing looking. And I would have bought it if they had it, but they only had aluminum when I bought mine. I will look into that one. I've been I'm actively on the
0: market for an aluminum suitcase, so appreciate yeah. the plug. Yeah,
1: for sure. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm gonna let's drop get started. Then let's do get yeah. started. Um, if we get time at the end of the episode, I'm gonna drop this new study I re- I looked at this morning, but we're we're gonna move past it. We're going to go straight to real (laughs) men. Let's do it. Uh, (laughs) Well, so this was this episode is meant to both be fun and maybe a little bit serious. And we're we're tackling like elements of what masculinity is with the modern man. And I also really, really love that. What um, Gregory, you're Gen X, right? I'm Gen Z. Sorry, Gen Z. I always mix up Gen Z and Gen X because I'm dyslexic. I meant Gen Z. (laughs) You're Gen Z. And I'm a millennial. And I feel like that brings so much more flavor and insight to this conversation, like outside of the labels of it. It's just nice that we have a generational thing to talk about this to some degree, yeah. and, and we can get some different perspectives, because I'm really curious if you have any different feelings on things. I probably will have some stuff just from, I don't know, growing up yeah. in the US and living in other countries. So we're going to jump in. What we're going to do is like, we're going to have five minute rounds. So it's like, well, we're almost in like a boxing match, but maybe we'll not want to box. I don't know. <laughs> and so we're gonna we're gonna make a statement. Real men, da da da. Whether we agree with that or not, we just want to bring it up and have a conversation about it. I'm gonna set a five minute timer for each one, and then we're gonna just switch before that if we want to. No matter so what. I'm gonna, yep. yeah I'm gonna launch in. Here we go. My first take, do it. my first hot take. Real men have long hair. Ooh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That that hurts. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, elaborate, please. (laughs) No, it was just—it's just a fun tongue in cheek. I just wanted to open (laughs) with something because, because I've been told. Well, yeah, I don't want to get too into details of like personal family things, but like my my uncle and my grandpa both had long ponytails. But like other people in my family always made fun of me growing up for having long hair because I've had long hair and cut it off four times now, and wow, yeah, and I've like played drums in metal bands when I was in high school and stuff, so you know, I was, I had the long hair and I fit the part. I, I take your long hair. You rock it. And Thanks. I'm
0: happy that you brought it to this call today because normally you have it up. And I was wondering, like, why did he make that
1: change? And it's just so you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was on my mind. I was like, I, got, I have to, like, show it off if I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyway. Well, <laughs> I totally disagree. But I would oh, say no. that,
0: <laughs> I would say that having, no matter a real man has a hairstyle
1: he wants that he feels comfortable in and he's proud of that's all that matters yeah yeah i i agree with that the point was to also like bring up that it's okay to have long hair as a dude and it maybe absolutely maybe it is like the thing that you want to do it you should just do it whatever hair you want you know i've been thinking about cutting fringe bangs for a couple like six months now and i'm still considering it and like having shorter hair and just doing like this Australian bushwhacker look. yeah, <laughs> it is in my mind. That's my imaginations, probably. Do they that. have AI that you can use to like try on different hairstyles? I assume that's a thing. I've never done it. I've yeah, there is. I don't know how accurate it is. I've been thinking about doing some mock-ups. Maybe we'll post some.. <laughs> yeah, I'll so just be like in a space helmet with my fringe bangs or. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have really thought, but seriously, I have thought about going the long hair route at some point what i get concerned about is going through that awkward phase where it just i feel like i would feel really uncomfortable and it looks like it doesn't know where it wants to go yeah i feel like you know what i mean
1: you have this went through that
0: phase a few times i I imagine so what is that process like to get long here people are are interested in going you know against the grain so to speak and trying this out you know
1: yeah if you don't know what you're doing and you haven't done it before just go to your get a hairdresser that you trust or go to the one that you haven't ask them to help you come up with ideas along the way and like bring in photos of stuff that you like with medium and a little bit longer and then just try to style towards those in the in between phases and just accept that this is part of the journey to long hair there's no way around it right you gotta go for it how long did it take you to get your hair where it is today this is probably about three years three and a half years wow commitment and like this almost as long as it's ever been but the longest i ever had it was down here and I cut it all off and donated it to charity yeah. for cancer kids, which I felt that's good about. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Will anyway. you share a little bit about why
0: you choose long hair over other hair? How does it make you feel to have long hair in society today?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't I'm not reflective of how I feel in society. Like I just do what I want. Okay. I do what I feel good about. To be honest, like that's That's perfect. My baseline answer, yeah. Let's jump to you where's your real man? let's let's move on <laughs> well i thought we're doing five minutes each sorry i was trying yeah, to make it to go five minutes, minutes so let's just okay move on. <laughs> cool <laughs> um
0: all right uh real men prioritize their health i would say that it's super important because it's before you can do anything else you have to be a healthy person that matters more than anything else so people that. I think where i want to make drive this point home is like a lot of times men and i've been guilty of this too like become workaholics and they want to be providers and they want to be protectors of their families and so forth and they'll sacrifice their sleep and their diet and their just mental clarity and all of these things that are really crucially important so they can set the bar and standard and do all of those other things that men are supposed to do Mm -hmm. and they end up sacrificing their health and then they can do all of those and they, And then they end up like not being able to do any of those things, I would say as well as they could have. And so being able to step back and say, in order to be, let's say, a great father or a great brother, a great human, a great man, you have to be able to put on your oxygen mask first, so to speak, before you can put on the oxygen mask for others. Um, so,
1: I mean, wow, it what is what it look. is. <laughs> I, I like know. that. <laughs> I didn't even... I'm... Yeah, I I agree with you completely. I think it's that's even more just being human. I mean, we're just having fun saying real man, but you know, (laughs) if you're, but there is something I I would say if you have a family and like you need to take care of them, it's more than just providing for them. There's a different element, which is like being able to be you at your best so that you can be kind and compassionate. And that involves your health and your sleep and your physical condition. Like, if you're suffering, then you're making everybody else suffer. And so I agree completely. Like, a real man would go through the the suffering of getting into good health, like go through those that grind in the beginning to help other people. I, I'm 100% definitely with you. Okay, let's move forward. Okay, um, let's go to a hot. Let's go to a hot take. Uh, <laughs> real men aren't insecure. How do you feel about that statement? Real men aren't
0: insecure. I believe that. I think... I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this one, too, because it's super aligned, and it's just how I ended up phrasing it, and maybe we can combine, combine these. But I think where you're getting at it, and maybe I'm wrong, but I said that real men love themselves. Mm-hmm. Would you say that it's kind of striking the same
1: chord? I think there's overlap. Okay. Um, I agree with... I think yours is 100% accurate. I put mine in there because I feel it's a mixed bag, because some people have mental issues or like capacity problems that make it so that there's certain wirings and perhaps traumas from earlier in life that make them insecure and that's completely acceptable and understandable i think the big thing that i kind of wanted to approach with this is that maybe for me i think it doesn't matter if you're insecure now what matters is that you're trying to grow and and love yourself and like love other people and get there and like be acknowledging that insecurity is what real men do not necessarily the fact that they are insecure or not i don't think that that is a true accurate statement i think it's if they acknowledge it and work at it that's all (laughs) right exactly like it's important to feel
0: the emotion and allow yourself to be aware of your insecurity and not like push it off and shrug it off i think a lot of people tend to just try to like Power through it to man up. I guess is like a great way to say it, right? Right. Um, That's where I was and, going to. Yeah, it's and it's so easy to do that. Um, you know, and I don't know how we feel about like Sander on here, and maybe we believe it out, but like, like <laughs> I just remember like tons of moments in my childhood where mm-hmm. like I was with a group of kids, and we would go out to the creek every like Saturday, Sunday during the summers. And there was this huge rock that you could climb up on and then jump off into the deep end of like the river that was flowing, the creek that was flowing. And for the longest time, I was so scared of doing it. And people just was like, come on, man up, you pussy, <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. And just throwing out these really vocal terms. And you know, I did want to be pussy or something like that. So yeah. I had to power through it and yeah. deal with it. And I think what we're trying to say is, it's important to be aware of like why I was scared of jumping in the first place. How did that make me feel? But it's not about powering through it and just manning up. It's about being super honest with that feeling and what's truly making you feel that way. And then accepting that it's okay to feel that way so that you can then process it and then move through it and ultimately like it's it's about like working through it as opposed to going around it. i I think is like the major difference there.
1: yeah, I like that. I also want to add two sides to that like that I think are exactly. really important. One is I do think it's culturally valuable and important to have these like men moments where we're we're not missing this like grit. and we have those group sessions where we're pushing each other and, you know, maybe we're calling each other names or we're doing whatever it's like in the playfulness and fun that's part of growing up that's part of being a boy that's part of like you know getting a little bit of emotional resilience and that's Mm -hmm. i think that's super important and i i actually would never condemn that at all but on the other side i think that there is a problem and um a negative aspect to like these overly ego-driven people that or men that go out and they are like projecting everything and they don't know how to look back at themselves so they're just aggressive about everything and they they feel that that's the strategy that they need to make anything happen and so they're just like pushing and calling other people names and stuff to try to like i don't know i don't know what the reason necessarily is but it's just like it's not motivational it's just unkind and there's a difference between the two yes it's hard for us to speak to it exactly because
0: we're not psychologists or anything by any means, but it's about, in my opinion, it's people li- tend to do that because they haven't built up that foundation within themselves to like really accept themselves for who they are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and of course, I like, can prove it, but it's about, and so so they tend to project out and push people down for the weaknesses that they feel like they have secretly. And they just don't want to admit yeah. to themselves. They're ashamed of what they see in other people, of what they really think is like within them and what they're trying to work through, mm-hmm. even on a very subconscious level. And so yeah. it just continues to go out until they can face it head on within themselves and, and work through that and build beyond it. So I think that's where sure. a lot of that comes from. But it is unfortunate. And what do you think? Just that's our five minutes. Like, okay. That's
1: sorry. We got to okay, Fine, You're, you're going to Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Um, Real men for themselves (laughs) so what i mean by this is that it's important to go through life not taking anything for one like just by the book it's important to question things and be curious about the world around you to make educated decisions about what you're how you're going to move about the world It's very easy to look at a rule book, to look at everything that society tells you to do, and then just do that because it's like super easy, right? Like everything's written out for yourself. It takes a lot more mental energy and self-definition to be able to write your own rules, so to speak, um, to be able to be convicted by um, true uh, morals and um, values that you learn and cultivate and decide these are important to me for x y and z reasons you have to be much more present in your life and really the question care yeah exactly so i think it's important to throw out one caveat here it's it doesn't mean don't listen to anybody and that's a whole other point that i wanted to make like you need to be able to see things from a different perspective and a different point of view you need to be always ingesting new information thing. right yeah. but it's about being um so allow yourself to be exposed to those things don't be stubborn in in all all scenarios be malleable and adaptable be ever-changing but you want to be able to hold on and be convicted um make decisions for yourself hold on what's the phrase um it's like hold on to uh, ideas to strong ideas loosely or something along those lines Mm. i don't know exactly what do you know what i'm talking about
1: but it's along that vein. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that there is probably a strong point of getting caught up and parroting because by parroting, I mean, you just repeat what you've heard or, or what you've taken in. Sorry, she can hear all these pings. going to get this in. Um, there's all these, there's like, you go out in society, you talk to people, you have a group of friends, you have your family or whatever there, you're taking in what they're saying. And When you get into another situation, if you feel like you want to have something valuable to fit in with the next group, the next tribe, you start parroting out what you've heard already. And this is where the difference comes in. If you can catch yourself parroting, you can take the time, the extra five seconds without just initially speaking and sharing something to think about how you personally feel about it and how you would share it from uh, an internal thought process rather than Right. going through the parroting process and then think about if you actually have enough knowledge to back it up and that's where this critical thinking i i would say comes in and i, I think it's a really good point i think that well i mean we could slot in probably like real humans <laughs> i think everybody's everybody's a human everybody's a, a you know men or men or whatever but there is a better way to be a, a man from our cultural perspective maybe and that's kind of what we're trying to touch on or exploring talking about it at least which is these conversations are important right like being vulnerable as a man right. is important Yes, vulnerability is huge. Um,
0: That's a whole other, I think, I kind of just wanna lean right into it since we're here, but when it comes to feeling emotion, expressing it, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable, I think broader thing is that real men communicate and they don't hold things within themselves. They seek to understand what they're feeling and allow themselves to feel it. And then they're not afraid of expressing those feelings to somebody else so they can feel supported. Like men feel like they have to be like huge, strong foundations, trees. Um, I, I think that's a good metaphor because they're so strong and resilient for the most part, but you have to be okay with letting your shell go, letting your armor go temporarily in moments so mm. you can be supported by other people and therefore i think become stronger because of that yeah people need to communicate
1: um it's I, it's like the i would say the biggest thing i, I was gonna say if there's one takeaway from this episode if it's real men communicate like boom we nailed it <laughs> like that's the biggest. <laughs> I think communication is the biggest thing about being a happier person and spreading yourself into the world in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Like communication is everything. You will not grow as a person without communication. Right.
0: And just to specify it's authentic communication.
1: Yeah. But if you, you got, drill this. Yeah. Good. All right. Just real quick thing. Like if you, if the best you can do is to just communicate and you're not like at a place in your life where you feel you can be vulnerable like start there just start expressing and talking and try to work your way up because i've known a lot of people who were not able to dig deep and i think that there's an important distinction here if you're not in a place where you feel like you can express and go deep within yourself just try to communicate more and work on it and like just be be more open and talkative yeah that's a great point and i would i would say this is a
0: motivating factor for me is there are only so many hours within a day, and only so many days that you have to live, and only so many people that you're ever going to come in contact with, especially people that are going to be, I would say, closer to you, where you're going to spend extensive amounts of time with, where you feel like these are the type of people that you could open up to. And that's if you're lucky, um, where you actually have those types of people in your life. And, you know, one, you should be trying to find those types of people that you can express to and open up to because. It's also one thing that can help with being vulnerable is finding the right person to be vulnerable to somebody that you feel like is going to understand you. But just generally stepping back and realizing that there's only so many moments when you feel like you can connect with a human being. There's only so many times you can have that deep conversation. And I mean, for me, it's about showing up as most authentically as I can and having these deeper conversations as most often because there's only so much time. I would rather spend that time really connecting with people and helping and being seen by people as opposed to putting on a front and feeling like I never really connected with somebody while I had,
1: while like going through my, going through my life, you know, before it's over. We definitely share that. I think we both would rather connect with people uh, as much as Mm -hmm. possible, get as deep as quickly as possible. All right, so we got to move on. We're at five minutes. Go for it. Yeah, go. Um, Real men are cultured and this is maybe going to be my hottest take because mm. <laughs> when you think about the typical, at least in America, I'm, I'm going to speak to the American man here. Like the, okay. the, the typical American man is as far from cultured as possible, I would say. And what I mean by that is not that they don't have rich culture. It's that they're so like linearly cultured. As in there's you're a cowboy in Wyoming. You're like a Boston merchant. You're like someone from Texas who... You know always holsters a gun and like that's who you are because your identity is is so deeply inclined in like the thing or the culture or the objects that you wear and i'm trying to say in a way the opposite like real men go out and experience other cultures and they appreciate and respect other cultures they don't think that there's just one way to be and it has to fit into the culture that they grew up in because it's so tribal i i would say that's my hottest take that almost makes me feel weird saying it because like the american in me is like no that's wrong that's not how you're allowed to express and talk about americans because it's so against the the cultural way of being here what do you think about that
0: (laughs) yeah i would say it's definitely more potent because we are so beyond I, i would say when we're talking about this i think we have to stereotype a little bit here in this conversation just by virtue but it's going to be more potent in america because we're so these types of people are so proud of their country in the morals and values that was like it was created on and so i think gun culture is a great example and but i think it shows how tied we are to those material objects but that represent i think freedom ultimately and or this idea of freedom when what that really means and i think from certain angles, it is very motivating and inspiring for people, and it gives them a sense of unity and purpose. We are a tribal species, and so when you can plug into that, because that voice is so loud, so many people lean into that narrative. And so it makes it very easy. It's like flowing with the river. Just plug right into that and lean into it, because then it gives you that sense of unity. Even if you haven't um, like, really taken the time, going back to previous points of, is this really what I think it represents freedom or whatever that might be and why and asking those hard questions and then making that decision for yourself. So leaning back on it um, versus I think it's just go back to your point. It's pretty interesting how it's so easy to lean back on it as opposed to exposing yourself to new cultures, because for me, it gets very exciting to expand myself. And Mm -hmm. I think what we're really talking about here is the concept of expansion versus just um, growing, um, like you are saying, linearly. So like you're digging a hole deeper instead of going wider. I want to be a jack of all trades, as opposed to a master of one to take it more towards like a vocational lens, but I think that's a decent analogy. It's like, how do you really spread yourself and be exposed to new ideas so you can become this, you know, Swiss army knife of, you know, of emotional resilience and understanding and of being a human and having multifaceted personality. Like, there's a lot there, but you have to be able to explore those things and be exposed to new ideas So you can tie them together and have a more authentic decision to be, this is the person I'm going to be. I feel like you're restricted to being a particular type of person when you don't allow yourself to be exposed to
1: other cultures. Yeah, I think if I could sum up what both of us said, it's that you don't have to be a renaissance man, per se, Mm. but if you're not going to be a renaissance man, and that's not one of your goals or ideals, you should at least be aware and expose yourself to other elements of culture and then take those in to your consideration as you grow on your linear path like just at least expose yourself and be aware of them perhaps all right Mm -hmm. let's jump let's jump to the next one
0: let's do it real men accept when they are wrong no way
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: I think everybody should do that, but it's very hard because I feel like at least the men in my life, just reflecting on it, those are the people that are more likely to stand their ground and not admit when they are wrong. And it's very, very frustrating um, because like growing up, if I wanted to have any type of emotional conversation with let's say a parent, I always had to go to my mom because i knew that she would be more understanding and that's because that i've seen her change i've seen her be exposed to new ideas and be willing to say you know what i was wrong about that and i'm going to change course and Mm -hmm. so when i had ideas or beliefs or values that were different from hers i felt like she would be more accepting of those because she'd be not necessarily that she was wrong in those instances because sometimes two people can be right you know in a lot of different scenarios and they can believe different things but um by creating that as an example especially when i'm thinking about being a father of my own you know one day um being willing to let go of past thoughts and beliefs when you are exposed to new ideas is crucial for your growth And I want to chat a little bit, maybe you have a perspective here about why it is so hard for people to do that because men, I feel like are way more stubborn and
1: they feel way more convicted about things. Where do you think that really drives from? I, so I've thought about this a good amount and I actually went to some, I went to this book club when I was living in New York and it was basically like only, I never saw another guy there. It was only women. And Which was really fascinating for me because I got to have get in all these insights of conversation. And the thing about it was, they, they everybody was so open there and talking about things, and it's because they weren't afraid, as afraid, I would say, to be embarrassed. And I think this stems from men being afraid to be embarrassed because that like belittles you as a man, right? That if you if you embarrass yourself, that is like literally the worst thing you could possibly do in the eyes of being a manly man. And so, we like. We're just so ingrained to fight against that. And I think that's where the issue comes from. You don't want to admit you're wrong because that's embarrassing. And you don't want to be embarrassed because people and other men will think less of you and you'll be less of a leader. You'll be less of an alpha because alphas, like they lead and they put their foot down and they don't take uh, any steps in another direction to change course. However, (laughs) obviously many great leaders in the past have done that. Um... Yeah, oh, there's plenty of examples. Yeah, but I, I think, I, yeah, go ahead. But sure. yeah, I think, in, in, in conclusion of what I'm trying to say, is we have to learn how to be embarrassed and humble to mm-hmm. a degree in order to change course. And so that step, that first step is you have to admit that you want that. And if you can't do that, you probably won't be willing to say you're wrong either. I mean, yes, it yeah. all goes <laughs> back to that ego conversation, ego
0: makes it so difficult, just this idea of you and your personal narrative and story because you get committed to different um narratives, like this is especially like when you're and it's when it's something that's super close to you, how you live your life, like these like a foundational belief. Then mm-hmm. you have to let go of like who you think you are. And that's really, really hard to do when that is threatened. Um, because then you don't feel safe and secure in a certain way. And you then in and then, you know, in turn can feel embarrassed. And so it's being okay with being wrong so that you know you can ultimately change and grow stronger and be a a better person on the other side of that embarrassment like and then I think through that you can basically dissolve the embarrassment in the first place and you don't even have to feel it because you realize that it's all in the pursuit of just becoming a stronger more resilient person and I don't know like I, I would feel so proud of that I guess that's where I come from And it's easier said than done in certain moments because there's like that just like, I don't know, something deep within our physiology that just kind of like holds on the ego in moments. But um, when you can take a moment to pause, be mindful of like, oh, ego is driving this emotion and then step back and see it for what it is and realize I'm ultimately going to be okay. Nothing's wrong my life is not threatened it's gonna be i'm ultimately just becoming a stronger person if i accept it so
1: and even further if you can see the harm that is about to evolve from you sticking to your ego and your guns like wow Mm -hmm. you've you're you're fully there and you've just unlocked a great internal power to not just grow but like have better relationships and have more people love Absolutely. you, which is what you really want. <laughs> like, that's probably what mm-hmm. you're searching for in the beginning is, by not trying to embarrass yourself is to get more <laughs> love, but you're actually doing the opposite of what you should be doing. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, and that's actually just bring me to want to close that home, uh, bring it home. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you allow yourself to become the person that is ultimately your truest you. And then you're able to meet people and that have that and share your core values and that's ultimately where you're trying to get to right you're trying to be loved and love people that you can really connect with and bond with on very intimate levels i would say that's where all humans go and sometimes it's hard to admit that you know as a man but like we're all looking for that so yeah be okay with you know accepting when you're wrong so you can become the person that you're ultimately meant to become so you can love and meet the people that you're meant to meet
1: yeah and All right. I'm glad we have women in the world to help us with that because we. Yes, it. absolutely. Okay, <laughs> um, I think I'm up. I hope I'm up because yes. I really want to. Yes, you are. Um, real men don't hide behind money. This is something uh. that I find super close to heart, and I feel that in the past I've struggled with it because I felt that I needed to prove myself by having some kind of wealth or status and Oof. growing to some kind of nest aid or always. savings or whatever and uh it was always a, a sort of back-end competition with friends in ways but once i got out of that once i became in poverty twice in my life and then realized like okay it's happened again nothing changed about really who i am or what brings me joy to a degree like i really love objects and i'm a designer and i think i have like a much stronger connection to them and i care way more about aesthetics than like 99.999% of people on the earth for whatever reason um but even still i'm i am okay to disconnect myself from owning objects because i've gone through so many struggles and stages of this and i think the real issue here is that the, the people the men who are trying to belittle people by showing their status or By throwing money around to get work or labor done and like taking advantage of situations to feel that they're powerful or to be powerful. Maybe even when it's pretty easy to just take a critical look and see that you're stepping on other people to make certain things happen or you're missing out on the richness of life because you're so focused on either a monetary goal or physical things or like proving status or power. Like those things are ultimately going to make your life more miserable. But if you approach them in a different way, they can just be great additives to your life. Like they're, they're, there's nothing wrong innately with them. It's just that you have, I think, if you have this core first of not needing money and realizing by living in a way that you don't feel that you need to approach and get those things, instead, the richness of life is right in front of you. And those things come and go and they help enrich the other parts that are in the core, then you'll be living a happy, fulfilled life. And I think it's toxic that so many cultures are pushing this narrative of feeling like you need money to to be a person and to have value. What do you think about that? That's a can of
0: worms. <laughs> There's so many directions I could go with this. I want to speak from my personal story really briefly. Um, because I feel like I have a unique perspective here. I am not your typical, I would say, 22-year-old Gen Zer, Um, yeah. in that I landed my first job out of school when I was 18. And I went straight into the world of working at a tech startup company. And I really quickly climbed up the ranks. And not to tell like specifics, but I started making a really, really good money at a young age, enough where I could go buy a $50,000 car comfortably. At 20 years old, I bought my dream car, a Tesla (laughs) at 20 years old. And I did that because I thought that that was what was going to make me happy. And what was going to make people love me and accept me and think I'm cool. And be interested in me and want to get to know me and give me attention. And that's just not the way to go about it. And I don't even have that car anymore. I'm glad I let go of it. And that was like important for me for a lot of reasons. I let go of it emotionally way before that. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the car. It's a fun car to have. And I appreciated that it was better for, um, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but I do appreciate it. it was better for the planet in a lot of ways too. But ultimately, I, If I'm honest with myself, the reason I thought it was worth buying it was because I thought I was going to increase my value and status in the world. And so, the first several years of my like late teens and early twenties was all geared around this exact topic of how do I increase my wealth, how do I increase my material possessions, how do I show people I'm worthy and have this status. And so I played the status game, but what that ultimately did is it left me really, really empty. It left me like looking for authentic friendships. It was like, do people want to be my friend because I have a nice car? or Do they want to be my friend because I'm a cool person? And mm-hmm. am I a cool person because I'm putting all my value in material objects? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I and it was kind of I felt guilty towards myself, and I didn't like who I was becoming when I was honest with myself. And I felt like I was like really hollow, and I was just being supported by all of these things that are fleeting, material, and. Um, never that don't hold any weight or emotional value at at a certain level and so um i think in i've alluded to this in on previous conversations but then going through that medical issue where i realized like none of those things helped me in that moment No. no matter how much money i had or the car that i drove or whatever it was or the house that i had like none of those things made it easy to get me through that time what was going to get me through that time was true like self-love emotional resilience and love from others that was truly authentic and you get that by not prioritizing money and material objects but by prioritizing and seizing the current moment and cultivating the the love and values that are going to um, fill you up, that are ultimately going to give you a purpose. You can't find purpose outside of you um, in that way. You have to be convicted by it on an emotional level. And that starts with like radical acceptance of, like for example, the reason I wanted a nice car is because I'm short. And I felt like I was not man enough compared to a lot of other people I felt really inferior because why do you just buy a
1: truck why do you just go for a truck
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so but instead of buying a car to compensate for my height I needed to accept that I'm okay being the height that I am and I now really love how short I am and it gives me advantages. Like I'm never going to hit my head on anything and it's really cool. So, and, and when I am in a relationship, women are typically my height and it's like perfect for me because it then makes it easier when we are trying to hug or be more intimate. And like,
1: it just makes it easier
0: in the world. Right. And so, but all I'm saying is that, your unique position gives you unique benefits and it's important to be able to see those things and then accept them and love them because there are certain things you can't change and you don't need to be filling that hole with material objects and money and status in that way it's about filling that hole with self acceptance and love and so do all of those things and then my last point is that i think there is value in money in in material objects like you're saying but it's not where you derive your value it's in 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 it should only be a tool that should be a catalyst for sharing love and improving others and other people's lives and humanity as a whole. It can be a powerful tool, but it needs to be used for the right reasons and from the right place. It should yeah. be you at the center. It should be them at the center, other people. I we agree. It. Thank you for that. That was great. We have five minutes. Yep. You're up. Go for it. Okay. Real men get flower tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> so too hot. just because like <laughs> nothing against getting a flower tattoo but like just even getting a tattoo in general like i'm i'm, I'm agnostic like i okay. like tattoos i don't have any right now and it's whatever like so i don't think that you need to have a tattoo even yes. in general but like i agree one... what i guess to rephrase it roman can get flower tattoos
0: and feel great about it they don't yeah. need to feel like oh they can't get something because it feels a bit more feminine and so i think the deeper thing i was trying to get at is it's okay to like what you like and is and, and if that doesn't fit the definition of the standard like gender norms then that's okay it's about what makes you happy and i love flowers and nature and all of those things and so i got a flower tattoo and i it's totally okay it's totally okay where i think some people like maybe really love those things if they're really honest with themselves but then they can't like live it out because they're too worried about what people are going to think of
1: them from that perspective. Um, one so, yeah, I want to share something really quick um I, so one of my ceramics teachers when I was uh, taking a ceramics course in college, the manliest man i've I think I've ever seen in my life, uh, his name was Ernest, and I think he was from Tennessee, and he he had like this full sleeve of just, nature like rabbits jumping like beautiful little creatures and fauna and flowers and everything just like in between here and there like he was like i mean he was he was built and he like sat down and he just like dominated this clay That's and made perfect. the most beautiful objects and like anybody who says that that wasn't a man is an idiot like <laughs> that dude was like <laughs> the most manly man i've ever seen in my life and i absolutely just like he just owned it like that was yeah cool that's the thing you become more of a man when
0: you do do those things Mm -hmm. like you play towards not that you necessarily need to go out of your way to like go against stereotypes and like gender norms but when you do i think it's just more potent when you do it and you own it um but at the end of the day it's like whatever you're comfortable with whatever you find beauty in if you want to put it on your body clothes you're wearing whatever it might be like express yourself and own it
1: yeah for sure all right can i jump to the next one yes go for it um okay Real men pump iron. Ooh, okay. I, I agree. think that percent yeah. See, here we are. This, this again, we're getting hot. Things are real hot here. We're heating up, <laughs> steaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that that it is true though. It's it's there's so many studies that show that you need to actually lift weight mm-hmm. in order to stay healthy and take care of your bones and your body. It's more you can't just do cardio like. It just doesn't work yeah. you need a mix of have yeah and this is true for women as well it's not like this is just a man thing but i right. do think that it's imbalanced to be a man and to be weak if you are able and capable of working out like if, you, if your body is physically able to lift weights you should make it a priority to do it and that makes you more of a man i'm just gonna say it <laughs> i totally agree i think
0: we're it's important to make a distinction is for the reason you're doing it so it i think it's about going back to the health part right it's not about making sure you look good enough for other people i think that's just ultimately a byproduct it's about doing it out of the love for your body and your long-term health so you can feel good 40 years down the road so you don't have a bad back 40 years down the road whatever it might be like you have to build up that foundation as early as possible in life so you can stay balanced and you know play with your grandkids in the yard like think about these like longer term things when, especially as you age and that's why i personally work out and then the byproduct is like yeah i start to really enjoy how i look in the mirror that's great you know to look create your birthday
1: suit but it's like that's not the was, main thing for i was gonna me. say i yeah i i i agree mostly with that statement i will say that i mean i do it for the same reasons as you i think you should have that as your main goal but i don't think it has to be and i say that because for like for instance i don't think you need to have a six-pack but i've always wanted one and it's been the hardest thing for me to get like i've been able to tone every other mu- muscle in my body but mm-hmm. for whatever reason like getting a six-pack for me is genetically difficult perhaps i've even if i'm working at it i don't know why it's like I'm as close now as I've ever been, but That's awesome. I think it's okay for me to have that as a goal. And I think it's stupid to deny that, like, that can't be a motivating factor, you know? Like, even I agree, if- but let's drill deeper. deeper. Why do you have it as a goal? Why do you want the six pack? Because I just want to see it. Like, I, literally, it's just for visuals. I know I'm being completely honest. Like, every other okay. part of my health, my health is the, is the most important priority in my life, and I, I push for it and the longevity and the health span is the most important like you're saying but that that's not relevant to my six-pack my six-pack is always right, right because i want to see it in the mirror and i don't care like it, it, it's stupid to deny that that's why it's it's I think yeah it's be honest that's fair not yeah <laughs>
0: yeah yeah but i think we can go further here and i and i definitely don't want to make my last statement make it sound like that's not okay like that can be a no. legitimate reason too mm-hmm. but um it just hasn't been like my personal one but it totally is okay to do things to look better like and and be able to enjoy that your aesthetic of yourself like i think there's a lot of beauty in that but i think where it's important to understand is like you shouldn't be living in that realm of like like i don't think the motivation should be coming from oh i don't have a six-pack and this person does a comparison Do you agree? like like yeah at least you, i don't think you should be like totally motivated by it i don't, I don't know think- it's like it's,
1: I feel like if you go to the gym, I don't care why you're motivated to go there. It's better for you and everybody else because you'll just be happier in general. I'm just, I just, like, What I worry about is that people <laughs> can go down a
0: very, like a path and let's say things aren't working out for them and they are saying. struggling to get a six pack and all of those types of things. Like maybe because you are genetically predisposed to make it much, much harder for you. And some people are just built that way and they can put on muscle like nothing. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start to live in that realm of comparison, I think you can end up, creating a lot of negative emotions and then you can start to resent yourself and your physiology and all of those things because you aren't able to look like this person like i think ultimately you should be trying to look like the best version of yourself and feel yeah. the best version of yourself it shouldn't
1: live in that realm of comparison at i agree such I'm... a motivational level i mean yeah it's a tough one it's a tricky thing because i think any reason to get motivated is is good anything that motivates you to work out is a great start i would say at the minimum um but at the same time yeah you shouldn't be doing comparison values you should never your mental health should never be struggling because you have a you don't have the body image of somebody else Mm -hmm. you should just be trying to improve yourself very slowly and incrementally that's what's the most important but you know to get yourself in the door motivated whatever yeah yeah be
0: motivated but like always practice that acceptance i think is the the best balance yeah finding that balance is huge okay um i let's see um i feel like we're hitting all of the ones that i have um i have another one if you want <laughs> go go for it
1: and then uh, i think we'll need to wrap up okay well this was gonna be my statement anyway because okay. i really like this one i think this is like if we could wrap this up into a weird abstract metaphor it would be this statement real men smell flowers I love that statement. Oh, <laughs> that's like a poem right? in,
0: a, in a line. Yes, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote
1: poetry. I did it.
0: <laughs> Roman, write poetry. That's mine. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um,
1: why did you say that? Elaborate a little bit. For one, flowers are always thought of as feminine in our culture and in most Western cultures. Not so much in Eastern culture in many senses, which I love. Um, but there there is this big stigma around you don't give flowers to men, right? And I've always, I've told my girlfriends over the years, like, I like getting flowers. I love flowers. They smell amazing. They bring me into this state with nature where I'm appreciating this fleeting life form that has come and is going to leave. And right now. I get to interact with it in such a unique chemical way where it's just distributing itself into specialized receptors in my nose and coming into a specialized part of my brain to give me this unique pleasure and connection. How beautiful is that? Like, why would you ever want to deny that just because somebody tells you it's feminine like well, what does that even mean like well, it doesn't matter you know it's a beautiful moment and men should get more flowers and should smell more flowers so that's why i yes. brought it up <laughs> if there are any women listening to this and go buy your man some flowers and, sure. and, and like
0: and like let him know it's okay i think that's like a big thing and other men do the same thing like, Men go buy men flowers. I think everybody should buy more people flowers because it is such a beautiful experience. But it takes it takes people like initiating that. I think to make people that are on the receiving end feel like they can take the moment to pause and enjoy the aroma of the flowers
1: they've been given. um So yeah, Don't, yeah. oh man, you just even saying that triggered. Maybe not triggered isn't the right word, but like it gave me a little bit of anxiety feelings of just knowing that it would be so awkward to give your man friend a flower. Yeah. Even if you gave me a flower and we are like we I go know. and hang out and pick flowers together in nature. Like we've literally done that. We've yes, forged I flowers know. together. And I would still feel a little bit awkward if you came and gave me a rose or something and be like, well <laughs> hang on a minute. Like is this awkward yeah. or not? Just there's just such a deep there's so much cool baggage there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I
0: think that's a it's it's an important point to strike home like be okay with going outside of cultural norms when you can and you don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable i think that's where there is some line there because things that are deeply ingrained in society like you can end up making people feel really uncomfortable if they're not on the same level that you are in terms of like that radical self-acceptance and just taking things and being living with a certain openness around mm-hmm. definitions and so forth um, and norms. So I would say like, pay attention to, you know, how other people are receiving it, especially if, you know, there's people in your life that are like super, you know, the stereotypical man um, and have all these like core values and feel very rigid. Like I would may- say maybe take insult, baby though, steps. Yeah, it could be an yeah. insult to them. So just like be mindful of that, but for yourself and, you know, I think that's at the end of the day, all you have control over. So at the, you know, allow yourself to be exposed to those as often as
1: possible yeah. basically as i would say as men we're saying that we need women to leave the front there and start buy more flowers for men so that we can make the shift because we can't do it on our own yes gonna... yeah yeah <laughs> men can only do so much but yeah women I, I totally agree um and
0: then i think that's it i guess mine would be real men write poetry i'm actually going to oh. lean into that one that wasn't when i wrote beforehand but i think it's a beautiful one so the reason i say that is Poetry is self-expression, I think, at its ultimate core. It's about being able to take in the world and notice the little things, notice the more obvious things too, but like, allow them to sit inside of you. Allow yourself to be exposed and discover what you might otherwise not notice and then allow those to stir inside of you connect dots with other things that are inside of you with your past experiences and other convictions that you've had and other values that you hold on to and like sometimes those are competing and you have to like wrestle with those and so I think poetry is like a beautiful medium for being able to learn how to be as honest with yourself as possible and express yourself because the thing about poetry is that it's just as important as, like, the words are, I think even more importantly, are what's between the words and, like, what people can get out of it. And so poetry doesn't always have to make exact sense. It can be open to interpretation. And every time I read write, read a poem that I've written, I get something new from it. And I think that's, like, such a beautiful thing because it allows you to tap into parts of yourself that um, are beyond, beyond words, even though you're leveraging words to, like, help get it out i think that's just like opening the gates so to speak and so um and it's really all art i would say you can expand this beyond poetry like maybe you go paint or you play piano or whatever your art form might be go yeah, do those perfect. things allow things to flow through you um so you can experience things artistically it just makes your life so much more vivid and i think it makes you i um, more more of a man it makes you more emotionally um mature in a lot of ways so um, and then you just also enjoy life a little bit more too. So that's a plus. Too. I love it.
1: I a hundred percent agree. I was gonna say, I think a nice way to describe poetry is philosophy and art having a baby through you. Mm. <laughs> and yes, so there's, so there's going you men can to experience. That self-expression. <laughs> yeah, there's yes. gonna be there's gonna be that self-expression in your personal experience, but like you have the the critical thinking and the philosophy coming in, but you also have the feeling and the artistic. Um, creative expression and they're just meeting in the middle to make something even more beautiful that you didn't know you could put out because those two mediums usually are mixing to some degree and so I think poetry yes. is a very specialized unique form of art that everybody should at least try and even if you like and it's not easy you know
0: <laughs> and it's not always so easy especially if you've never done it before so it's like a great practice of breaking down those walls that you have built up, so you can allow all of those things to, you know, come together um, from a full perspective and also from a creative perspective. Like those are very different muscles, so working on them both and, you know, ultimately making more sense of the world and yourself through through that. So, anyway, yeah. I think I that's say, where I'm going
1: to leave it. Or you have anything? Yeah, I will say everybody's creative, everybody's artistic, everybody's expressive, and if you think you're not, I guarantee you are. I've I have, in many settings trained people how to be creative through game design and i've like made group exercises and done sort of almost group therapy sessions through games that i've designed and i have brought out the creativity people that told me beforehand right before we started they were not creative in any way and then they became Mm. creative immediately because they just had the right setting so don't be afraid to try stuff and you are creative i know for a fact (laughs) yes you create all the time that's
0: what humans do (laughs) whether you realize it or not so.
1: Hey, here's the takeaway, Sorry. final takeaway. We want to leave somebody with something. Mine is real men say thank you. So, thanks for showing up, Gregory, and thanks for having this okay. conversation and being vulnerable. Goodness. Um,
0: yes, and thank you, too. I really appreciated this conversation as like an idea, so I'm glad you brought it up. It was a good thing to reflect back on, which I don't always do often. What is my takeaway? I think it's about moving with intentionality. Um... It's okay to, real men pause, real men in conversation are okay with taking that extra moment and being okay with silence in conversation and being okay with not like just blurting something out um, because it's important to say the right thing instead of just like, just saying something for the sake of saying something. Um, So be intentional with like your words as well as your actions. Be okay with taking the time that it takes to do that. So... Cool. That's my takeaway.
1: Go smell some flowers. Much love. Give me a tattoo or not. (laughs) All right. (laughs)